Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur, sponsored uh, by uh, somebody. I'll get the name Bezat Hashem soon. Should be for Zechut for them, Bezat Hashem for them for the success in their family and all their endeavors. We are we left off on the bottom of Bet Amud Bet. Is that correct? Do you remember where we were? No. We did uh, the top of Gimel. Oh, right on the top. Okay, fine. So we left off with the question like this. What about? Uh, there was a story of Hilani Hamalka, Queen Helen, who was in the Sukkah, and the rabbis in the Biudah had seen her. So we, we kind of date the rabbis. We now know when the Machloket was being argued at the time of Queen Helen. And Rabbi Yudah and the Hachamim, were t- were, they, they weren't there, but they were a little after the time, and they were Machloket, what happened there? Uh, she was sitting in a sukkah that was uh, that was uh, above, 20. above twenty, and he brought a proof from her, and they disagreed with the proof, right? But we wanted to prove from there that since you see they're talking, we could assume that she wasn't sitting in a small sukkah, and therefore, since she's not sitting in a small sukkah, it should be a knockoff on the rabbis who's saying that they're only arguing about a small sukkah, because after all, why would a queen like this be sitting in a small sukkah? It's not logical. Right? Is, uh, is everyone with us? Avi, you with us? Joey? Shimshin, you all with us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Shlomo, you got it? No, we don't have him. Shlomo's not. Okay, good. Says the Gemara, top of the page. We're not saying... Really, the queen was in a very small sukkah. But it was... But you're going to ask, why does the queen sit in a small sukkah? No, she was in a series of small sukkahs. So you shouldn't have just have one sukkah. That, that would be a poor person who would have a small sukkah. But she would... She's, of course, she's wealthy, but she had a sukkah with many kutuniyot. So the Gemara answered back, Is it the way of a queen to sit in a sukkah like that either? Why would that help? Actually, there was one big sukkah, and off the big sukkah was a small cubicle sukkah. And when we said that she was in a, that they were, really I could answer you that, that really she was, she was in a small sukkah. And that's why they were arguing with Buda and the Chavim about her sukkah. So why would she sit there? Maybe she was sitting in a, in a small sukkah off a big sukkah. Like, if you show, this, show you the picture over here, I don't know if you guys can see this, but Albert, you could. Okay? See, there's a little, I don't know, see, there's a big, here's a big sukkah, and inside the big sukkah, no, this one here. There's a big sukkah, inside the big sukkah, there's, a, there's an indentation where there's another small sukkah. It doesn't have a wall, but she might be sitting in that small sukkah. And why would she do that? Says the Gemara. But why would that help two sukkahs? I'm saying it, like, would it? Well, it's two separate sukkahs, but she was technically in that small sukkah, and that's what they were arguing about. And now, now you can't knock out the small sukkah rabbi, because he'll say, yes, she was in a small sukkah. And that's why they argued, but she was in a small sukkah over a big sukkah. And they were arguing whether her small sukkah over the big sukkah is kosher. You could argue, because then there's, no, there's not more uh, sun than shade, because there's two sukkah, there's not enough sun. The no, there's not two sukkah. I, 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 there's one set of sukkah for both sukkahs. So off the big, but there's one level of skach, and off the big sukkah you put a small little hut, and if you're in that place, you, you're a question because it might be too small, right? 
Rabbanan Savi Bisukah Me'al Yahaviyati. The Rabbanan hold, no, she was in the big sukkah. V'ihi, no, sorry, Banea, her kids were in the big sukkah. And she was in the small sukkah. And therefore, since she was in the small sukkah, therefore there's no question she's a woman. Right? And she's Batur, so she's allowed to be in the small sukkah. And therefore, they say there's no proof of that story. Because how are you proving anything of the story? The girl is in the small sukkah, but anyway, she's a girl. She doesn't need a sukkah. And her kids, who are need chinuch, they're in the big sukkah. And therefore, there's no, don't bring a proof from there. She was sitting in the small one, Mishum because of Siniut. She didn't feel it was proper to be sitting with everybody else. She's the queen. Her sons were in the big one, and she's in the little alcove off it for Siniut. That's what the rabbis are saying to her. No, He says that her, her sons were sitting with her. And they didn't say anything. So it must be that. Uh, you see that I'm right. That's that's why the machlok according to this is where were the sons sitting. Now that only makes sense if we say that the small sukkah was four by four. Because in a four by four, maybe amot, which is eight by eight feet, you could probably fit, or, or six by six feet, you could maybe fit her and the seven kids. But in a sukkah that's uh, seven tvachim by seven tvachim, you can't fit her and her kids anyway. So it wouldn't fit according to that rabbi anyway. Most rabbis hope. Are you with me, guys? Good. Amar Shmuel by Yitzchak. Halacha, the halacha is tzichash tiye machzeket roshor ubov shulchano. According to this, the halacha is that the minimum size of the sukkah is seven by seven. It has to hold your body, your head, and your table. Amar le Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba says, Kiman, who are you going like? Now, the reason why they're asking who they're going like is because there is a Mishnah coming up. And the Mishnah says the following. If you, don't, if you want to jump for a second, go to Daf Koach, Daf Chav Chet Amuralf, for a second. And on Daf Chav Chet Amuralf, the Gemara says the following. Me, look at the Mishnah, on Daf Chav Chet Amuralf, one, one page before. Mi Shehaya Roshov Rubov Shukah. A guy whose head and his most of his body is in the sukkah. And his, and his table is in his house. His machloket. Bet Shemai says Basul. And Bet Hillel says it's Kasher. So there's a story over there. A guy who has his head and his body in the sukkah. And his table is out of the sukkah. Is it kosher or not? Bet Shemai says yes. Bet Shemai says Basul. Bet Hillel says yes. So we're assuming that our Gemara that says the smallest size. Roshmol by Yitzchak who says the smallest size of a sukkah is your head, your body, and your table, probably is going like Bet Hillel, who requires your table and the thing. He says, if your table is out, you're not your tzeh. So obviously you see that, that he says that, that the argument Bet Shemai and Bet Hillel was what's the minimum size of the sukkah? Is the minimum size of the sukkah you, your head, and your body? Or is the minimum size of the sukkah your head, your body, and your table? Avi, you with me? I didn't get that one, Rabbi. Okay, Joe. So, there's a Mishnah. Avi, you also didn't get it? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Joe, so there's a, there's a Mishnah later that says, If a guy, the case that's quoted there, is you have a fellow with his head and his body in the sukkah and his table outside. Bet says, NG. Bet says, good. So, we're presuming that that argument is about 
how big does you got to be? And therefore, if our, if our rabbis are saying that you need your head, your body, and your table, that must be going like Bet Shammai, because he's the one who says you're Pasul without the table over there. Okay? You following? Follow that part, yes. Good. So Amalei Rab Abba says, Kiman, who are you going like? Kibet Shamai? Rab Abba told him, you're tell, telling me how you need your table inside? That means you're going like Bet Shamai against Bet Hillel. Amalei El Kaman, he says, who else? Obviously I'm going like Bet Shamai. That's what the Mishnah says. So right now we're understanding that the Machloket in that Mishnah is about what's the minimum size of Zuka. Good. Ikeda Amri, there are others who say the same version, different version. According to this version, Rab Abba said, if anyone asks you who your halakha is like, tell him it's Bet Shemai and don't leave him. Don't, don't let him let him off. We're following Bet Shemai in this, this argument. Okay? So this, the halakha was said that you need your table. Your head, your body, and your table. We, that, that, that's what, no, Bet Shemai had said. The halakha was said according to Nachum Yitzchak and or Shmuel by Yitzchak. And the rabbi was claiming, okay, that's the halacha, and that's going like Bet Shammai. Okay. Matki flower of Nachman Yitzchak. Mimai de Bet Shammai betila besukak tana pligi. Dilma besukak dola pligi. Kegon de yativa puma betila Who told you Bet Shammai and betila argue on a small sukkah? Dilma maybe. Besukak dola pligi. They argue on a big sukkah. Which means maybe they're talking about a very big sukkah. But you're sitting at the edge of the sukkah. Bet Shemai and Bet didn't say that what size the sukkah was. They just said, someone, the, the Mishnah just said, someone who's sitting with his head and his body in and his table out. Now, that could be that that's the size of your sukkah, sukkah tana. Or it could be that you're in a huge sukkah, which is 100 by 100, and you happen to be sitting in a spot where your table is out of the sukkah. And they're arguing whether your table is out of the sukkah. And if so, what would be the argument? Bet Shemai says, you know good, because maybe you'll be pulled after your table, which means if you're eating inside and your table's outside, you might lean over the table in order to make sure you don't get grilled cheese crumbs on your pants. And, and since you're leaning over the table, you're going to be out of the sukkah. So the rabbis make a gizanah that even if you're not leaning over and you're just, you're just leaning back, we're not going to let you do that because we're afraid you will lean over. You don't argue. So who told you to explain the Mishnah over there that it's talking about the size of the Sukkah? Maybe it's talking about whether we have a new Gezerah. So there's two different ways to learn this Mishnah. Either the Mishnah over there is discussing what's the minimum size of the Sukkah, with Bet Shemai saying it needs to be head, body, and table, and Bet Yilel saying it needs to be head and body. Or it's not discussing minimum size of a sukkah. It's discussing, is there a special gizirah to uh, 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 a, a grilled cheese gizirah to make sure it doesn't get on your pants? Why, why, is, why is there a table outside of the sukkah? Oh, I didn't tell you what happened, Joe? It, it, it's, it's, it's a very, very big sebet in the sukkah. And all the place is full. And they put this guy with a table outside. But the sukkah is a big sukkah. The argument is whether you're going to lean over your grilled cheese. Okay? Whatever. Either that or, or he wants to see his wife. He's talking to his wife or whatever. It could be any reason why his table is outside. Okay? So, again, so what's going on here is Rav Nachman is saying, who told you they're arguing about a small sukkah? 
And then you're going to say that, that when we say it's four by, it has to be Rosh Hashanah, we're only like Bet Shammai. Maybe I can tell you that when we say Rosh Hashanah, that this guy has to include your, your table, that's the size everyone agrees to, even Bet Hillel. And well, well, what's the Mishnah over there talking about? Oh, that Mishnah is talking about a special case that I have grilled cheese. Okay? You with me, guys, or no? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Now, now the Gemara says Dekanami. Dekanami means not only is it plausible that they could be talking about a gezira, it's actually indicated in the language, which means if you welcome Chaim, which means that if you look at the language of the Mishnah over there, it actually lends itself a little more to be talking about the hundred feet sukkah rather than the four by the, the tiny sukkah. If you pay close attention to the language, Dekanami, you'll see it. How do you see that? Says the Gemara, Dekanami. I'll prove it to you. Diktani, because it says, A guy whose head and most of his body is in the sukkah. If you're right that it's talking about a small sukkah, it should have should say, how would you term the Mishnah? Would you say, one who is sitting like this? Or would you say, a sukkah that holds this? What's the right way to, to discuss it? When you say a sukkah that holds this. So what are you saying? This sukkah only is this size. But if you say a guy who's sitting, it sounds like it's a big sukkah. And the guy happens to be sitting in a funny way, like Joey said, because uh, he's, he's at a seventh. So, so if you look at the language well, you notice that it, it's not just, uh, it could be talking. It is talking like that, because why would it say this language of... Of Mishi uh, Haya, it should have said Machzeket ve'en Machzeket. Avi, you got that? Good. Awesome. Shlomo, you with us? Good morning, how are you? Okay. So now, so according to this, the Machloket about the Mishnah, we're talking about the Mishnah, Dav Chavchet, which our Gemara is discussing it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mishnah says a guy whose head and his and his body are in the sukkah and his table is in the house. Uh, whether you could be yotzeh like that. Even if you don't lean over, okay? Now, we, w- we thought that was telling you that your sukkah has to hold that minimum size. Now we're saying, maybe this, this it's telling us, maybe it's telling us that we're not telling you what the size of the sukkah. We're talking about a hundred foot sukkah, and you just you happen to put your table outside, and therefore we're worried that maybe you'll eat no. over the table. Yes, and therefore, and that's what the kids are talking about about that, and not about small sukkah. Now the Gemara says, Are you claiming that Bet Shemai and Bet Hillel do not argue about a small sukkah? But I have a brighter which seems to indicate that they do argue about what's the smallest size of a sukkah, a minimum size of a sukkah. Because it says in the bright, I begin quotes. Machzeket Rosho Virubo Vishukhan. The first one in line is Machzeket. You see me, uh, Chaim? Machzeket Rosho Virubo If you have a sukkah that holds head, most of the body, and the table. Kishira, it's kosher. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says no. Achiebo Arbaamot Arbaamot. You have to have four by four. Okay? So Machloket here, Tanakama and Rebbe, what's the minimum size sukkah? Either head, body, table, or 4x4. Four 4x4 four. Four four is bigger than head, body, table. 4x4 four four is Amort. Is, uh, yeah, but 7x7 seven seven is Tzvachim. Correct. Correct. Did it say 7x7? 7x7. 
can hold a person's head, body, and table? Um, well, the guy's head and most of his body, not his whole body. So if you're sitting upright, your sukkah, we're talking about the dimensions of the sukkah that are around you, not the size up. Seventh, it, it could be tw- 10 twachim tall. The height could be as high as you want. It's just your actual body, your, most of your body only takes 7 twachim for most people. If you measure your body, your body is less than 7 twachim, of course. But you can't fit two people there, or four people there. You can fit one person. It's a, it's a solitary person's sukkah. So when it's um, seven twachim by seven twachim? Well, the, it, it could be very... We're not telling you the height, Joe. So it could be as high as you want. You understand what I'm saying? It could be ten feet. You could. It could be ten feet tall. Just right. seven by seven okay. in dimensions. Okay, but but if the, if the rabbi is saying that most people's bodies are seven by seven, a little more, a little less. I'm saying that the most people. I, I, the measure. The Gemara is going to measure it later. Uh, uh, maybe if you measure your body right now, you might see that it's four tzachim. If you're a big guy, four or five tzachim. Yeah. And what kind of table are we talking about? You know, the table. A, a, a little mini table, not a not a table like this. I'm talking about a tiny tiny little table, a little uh, personal table like you have on your airline. Okay. Okay. Yes. What did you say, Shimshin? No, no, no. Mikvah has the own own shiur. Yes. Um, when it says a uh, head, body, and the majority of the, the the body and the head and the table. The guy's a really big guy. Um, does he need a bigger than? Well, he's got to get in. <laughs> right. He's got to get in. But it depends. If we're telling you, if we're talking about the size of the sukkah, we don't care. That's the size of the sukkah. You just have to get in. Right. Right. And if if we're talking about how you sit, then you have to be sitting with everything in the sukkah. So my look at what we're talking about. So listen to this right there. You ready, guys? Okay. So the Machloket Tanakama and Rebbe, how big is it? Does it have to hold your head, your body, and your table? Or four by four amot, which is much bigger, six by six feet. Much, much bigger than seven by seven. Okay? Seven by seven Tvachim is much, much smaller than a four by four amot. That's the Machloket Rebbe and the Chachamim. V'tanya Idach, and the Rabbi, we said about this also. Rebbe Omer, kol sukkah she'en bo arba amot, arba amot pesula. If it doesn't have four by four, it's not six feet by six feet, it's pasul. Chachamim Omerim, afilu en matzit v'shoro v'shoro kishela. And the other, and the Chachamim say, if it doesn't hold El Rosho Virubo, here it leaves that to Shukhano. Virubo Shukhano lo Katani, Kashina Adadi, we have a machloket between the two writers. One tanik, one writer says, Rebbe says 4x4, four four, and the Rebbe says, head and body. And the other one says, 4x4, four four, and the Chachamim say, head, body, table. So what do the Rabbi say? Are they saying head, body, or head, body, table? Big difference. You have to add that extra tefak for the table. El Rosho Habet Shamai, Habet Probably. One's Bet Shammai and one's Bet Hillel. Bet Hillel allows it. Probably the one that says that head body, that was Bet Hillel talking. And the one that says head body table, that's the strict one. That's probably Bet Shammai. So you see that they do argue about small sukkahs. Because otherwise, why would we have these two? You're not with me, Chaim. No. There's two versions of the Brighton. Uh, okay? okay. And in version A, Rebbe's arguing on an opinion that says head body. According to version B, the Rebbe, who says 4x4, four four, is arguing on someone who says head, body, table. Right. So, if they're, if they're arguing about those two different things, so let's figure it out. Must be that the one that says head, body, table, that's the strict one, because you need to be, you mean you still got to be a little bigger. Oh, that's Bet Shammai. And the one that says head, body, 
without the table, that's Betilah. That's Betilah. And therefore, you see that Betilah and Betilah do argue about small sukkahs. Don't tell me they only argue on, on a big sukkah. Sounds like they're arguing on a small sukkah. So Mojrusha says, Matnitin nami deka. If you look at our Mishnah and you pay attention to the language of our Mishnah, you'll notice from the Mishnah that they must be talking about a small sukkah also. How? Because at Medektani it says, Bet Shemai Poslin or Bet Hillel Machshirin. It says, Bet Hillel says, Pasul, Bet Hillel says, kash, It's kosher. They're talking about the sukkah. The sukkah is Pasul or the sukkah is kosher. Ve'im Ita, if you're right that they're only arguing about whether you're Yotze. Right? We have, we have two ways to look at the Machlokas. Either they're arguing, is the guy who's sitting like this Yotze? Or is the sukkah kosher? If you're right that they're only arguing about wh- how the guy put his table, they would say, they would say, Yatsa or lo yatsa. Are you Yotze or not Yotze? Wouldn't say Pasul. Pasul is talking about the Sukkah. Yatsa is talking about the guy. Uh. You understand? So the fact that the Mishnah says, Bet Shemai says Pasul. Right. And Bet Yilas says Kasher. That means they're talking about the Sukkah. So they must be talking about the size of the Sukkah. Right. That's another so, answer why I can't be Tani Takans on the Mishnah. Right. Uh, right. Remember we had the question why can't yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we did talk about how it was fixed. Right yes, yes, good. Good, good, good. You with us? Chaim, you got that? Yeah. Shlomo, you got that or no? Yeah, I got that, Rabbi. Awesome. So now, So we have a question. Because the two parts of the Mishnah had a diuk both ways. One part says, Mishahaya, a guy who was sitting, which sounds like you're talking about the law of the guy. Yeah. But the end of the Mishnah says, Pasul and Kasher, which sounds like you're talking about the Sukkah. So what is the subject of the Mishnah? Is the subject of the Mishnah the guy? Right. And then, if so, it's talking about how you, how you have to sit. Or is it something from Mishnah, the Sukkah, and it's talking about the minimum size of the Sukkah? We, we, have, we have contradictory implications. Why not both? Because, well, it was a very short Mishnah. The Gemara is going to answer you right. Sure. The Gemara is going to answer that it's talking about both, and there's something missing in the Mishnah. But it was a little troublesome because it was one line. It was somebody who was sitting like da 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 da, bet you might say this It sounds like one case. You can't be talking about two different things, it's not two different laws. But in the end, you can be right, it is talking about laws. But I don't know how you guessed that because the, the thing was actually very small. Okay. Le'olam betarti pligi. The Gemara means exactly what Chaim had in the view. That betarti pligi. They're arguing about both cases. Pligi besukak tana. U pligi besukak gola. They're arguing about a small one and a big one. V'chasuri mechshon. There's something missing in the Mishnah. V'hachik tani. This is how it should read. Misha robova sukkah. If someone was his head and most of his body in the sukkah. Bishochano on his table, betochabait in the house. Betchamay omrim lo yatsa. Betchamay says you're not yotzeh. Betchamay says you are yotzeh. She'en machsekit in a kadosh and a sukkah that's small that only holds your body and your your head and your body without your table. Betchamay says pasul betel machshir. So there's a missing case, missing piece, and if you put that in, everything's smooth. And now we're talking about both machlokets. Good. Exactly what you said, yeah. but without the missing piece, I don't know how you figured that out. Is the size the same though, Bet Shemai Bet Hillel, or no? No, oh, no. They, now there's two machlokets. Bet Shemai says there has to be. Oh, Bet Shemai has to be. You need, we need that extra tefach for a table, and Bet Hillel says you don't need right. the extra tefach for a table. So Bet Shemai, uh, I guess, Bet Hillel says six by six, oh, yeah. and Bet Hillel, Bet Shemai is saying seven by seven. And then when it comes to actually sitting in the Shukah, so you just need to be sitting in it, and then not have your. Uh, you have to have the table inside. That's another gazela. That's Bet Shemai Bet Hillel. 
Where? Then it's no good. That's no good. No, no. You could have a huge sukkah, and the guy was sitting at at the sebet, and he just squeezed out of the sukkah, and he sat with his table inside. There's another question, Machloka, whether there's a gezera over there. Maybe the, inside the sukkah. Outside the, the table sukkah. was outside. The guy sitting in. I'm yeah. in the sukkah. I'm good. I'm just looking up. Oh, I'm good. I'm in the sukkah, but his table's out. Yeah. So in that case, the, some rabbis say, well, we don't let you do it because you might go like this, and then you're out of the sukkah. And otherwise, I say, no, as long as you're in, who cares? We're not going to make a gizit out of it. Maybe you'll go out. You're good. Well, why does it matter, like, what's Bechamai's reason why he says table? It, at the end of the day, it should be about you and the sukkah. Who cares if there's a table and such? If your table's in the house, who cares? Yeah. Because, you really, according, okay, so Bech... It's not about your mitzvah. Who cares oh, about the table? So, so your he, whole body's so, in there. So, Joey, you're right. You're right, uh, you're right Albert. Um, really, midoraita, you for sure you'd say. Bechamai says, midirabanan... We don't let you eat like that because we're afraid to go over. Oh, okay. Bechamai okay? is more strict. Bechamai is saying we make the rabbis make according to Bechamai the rabbis made a gizera that you must have your table in, in the sukkah because otherwise maybe we're afraid you'll lean out. Well, what's also defined as a table? Whatever, whatever you're eating on. So it, 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 I guess the, oh, you were saying, do I need the whole table in? Yeah, He's, he, he wants to know if I have a huge table and part of it's in. What's the law? That's good. I think. You know, and you are also seven by seven. How, how big could your table be? Joe, what would you think, Joe? Like if it's seven by seven, you get the head. Big of the table, table and you have one tefach in the sukkah. The rest is out. Would Bechamai make a gizera? You might follow your table. No. Well, I I don't think they would. I don't think they would because I think they just. I don't think they're worried that you're going to lean over that part of the table. No, they're worried you're going to lean over the part that's right in front of you. I no, think that's why. You understand? Seven by seven barely covers your head. No, no. You're talking about two things. Don't, don't no, confuse. I'm talking about the minimum. I'm talking about the seven oh, no. And the minimum size is just a tiny I, I, table. You, you have to have seven by seven in. We don't care if you have a table there. According to the minimum size, you don't need your table. The table is just a way to measure the sukkah. Mm. You understand? It's your head, your body, your table. That's seven by seven. Even if you have no table, you're still good. I According think. to the other case, it's a special case that when you have a table that's out of your sukkah and you're using that table, we're afraid you lean over it. Okay? That, Two that, different, completely different things. One is, what size is the sukkah? No, the other one is, is there a gizera that maybe you'll use a table? That's why Betjaman could say table inside, because you'll, you'll be afraid the guy will lean over and eat outside. Right. Right? Correct, correct, correct. You with us? So table basically is, is his spot. Where, what you're eating on. Whatever you're eating. I'm on. saying like his, his, his oh, spot. Oh, in, in the small makhloket. Yeah, yeah, even in the big one. Like his spot is the table. In the small sukkah, the makhloket is, how big is your sukkah? That's all. So, no, no, I'm saying the second case of, of when it's saying your table's inside means like your spot, like the table is this, it's a 30 foot long table. But your spot of the table, that's right. I, 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 yeah, I believe it's your spot of the table. It's your spot, basically. Yes, yes. So that means yes. even if you're in a kosher sukkah, you're not telling you to put like two sukkahs together and you have right, like right. a stock in As long as the part that your table, you're eating on is kosher, I, I believe it's fine. So according to Beit Shammai, if you're in that slither, like let's say this part is like not covered by the schach or not covered by the sukkah, you know, yeah. like, you have it, that's yes, no yes. good because you're scared you're going to lean over or something. Well, if, as long as your table is in the sukkah, as long as it's, it's not, the, 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 the part is not that covered is not also your table. You need, according to Bet Shemai, the part of your table cannot be covered also. Your table has to be in a kosher sukkah. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, let's go. Man tana lahad Let's get, get moving because we got to get, get rolling. Who is the tana of this that we learned in the Brayta? Bayit she'en bo arba amot arba amot. If you have a house that's less than four by four, patur mina mezuzah. You don't need to put a mezuzah on it if it's less than four by four. Amot. Okay. Minamaka, you don't have to put a gate around the roof. You know, there's a rule, you can't have a, you have to put a gate. 
if you get sarat on the walls, it doesn't get tameh because it's too small. That's the four by four. It will not be irrevocably sold in a walled city. Let me explain this. Yeah. Do anyone know what that means? By, by, uh, by what, uh, 49 years, what is it then? Yovel. Yovel? Correct. Yo, there's a rule by Yovel. Yovel is for, regular, is, is for regular stuff. But in a regular field, it goes back in Yovel. Right. In a walled city, there is no Yovel. A house in a walled city, houses only in walled cities, when you sell them, you can only have a year to buy them back, and after a year, they're irrevocably sold. Yeah. That's a rule. Really? Yes, walled cities. That's a halakha. Uh, the Meshechokma says that since walled cities are part of the defense of the, of, the, of the country, they don't want people, they don't want to change it every 49 years. So the Torah says that it's irrevocably sold after one year of buyback. You have only one year of buyback clause. Now, in order for it to work, it has to be called a house. But something that's less than 4x4 four four is not a house. It's a garage. I don't know what. It's a shed. And therefore, it's not a bite. And when you sell that, you have 49 years to get it back. Good? In the wall city. Yes. In the wall, in the wall city, yes. Even though it's in the wall city still. Okay? Go We're going through the rest of the laws. Let's go. You don't go back for it from the battlefield, which means when they go to battle, they make an announcement that anyone who built a new house and didn't get to do a Hanukkah to buy it, go home. That's only if you built a house. But if you built a shed, less than four by four, you can't go home. Okay, let me explain Iruf. Okay? i got to give you a quick law on this, quick uh, update. There is a halakha that if you, again, we said yesterday that if you have, in the olden days, the houses were situated, this would be a courtyard. No, sorry, we'll do it like this. This will be the courtyard. And in the courtyard, you'd have one, two, three houses opening to the courtyard. And then the courtyard, many courtyards would open up to a mavui, a general courtyard, which would open to the public property. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to carry on Shabbat from your house to the courtyard, you need to make a eruv chaserot. If you want to carry from your house over here to the other guy's house off the mavui, you need to make a shituf mavuot of all the chaseros together in the mavui. Okay? Now, one rule is, the people, if you have one of the houses around the thing is a hut, not a house. Let's say one, two, three. We can't make the guy contribute because you don't even have a house. It's the shed, and sheds, you don't need to contribute to the eruv. Okay? You also, if you have a chaser that only has one little hut next to it, a shed, and not a house, it, you don't have to put, they don't have to contribute to the eruv of the of the shitu for the mavot also, because that's not a house. We see they don't have to, or they can't? Like, Number one is they don't have to, and we're going to learn also, which means when they contribute, everyone's contributing bread, and it's staying in somebody's house. The eruv cannot be situated in a, in a hut like this. Not only you don't have to contribute, you also, you can contribute if you want to, you can, but we can't put the Eruv in your house, because that's not a house. So they, they can put stuff in there? They, what? They can put stuff in that shed? No, you can't, put, you can put anything you want, but not the Eruv bread. The uh-huh. Eruv bread that has to be in someone's house, has to be in someone's house. Uh-huh. Can't be in a shed. I'm saying, like, I can carry to it, though, no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a thing, just no like, it's like nothing, yeah. Right. And it can't be a pregnancy between two cities. Let me explain what this is. In general... There's something called Tichum Shabbat, which means you're not allowed to carry, not, not carry, you're not allowed to walk more than 2,000 or more out of the city on Shabbat. You aware of this? Good. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you have two cities that are right next to each other? Well, Deal, Deal and Long Branch, right? Anyone with me? What, what's the question? Yeah. Hold on. You with us, guys? Welcome, Ivan. 
Okay. Let's say you have a place called Deal and Long Branch, right? Yeah. So, so the the two cities they're right next to each other. Uh, oh, oh, now in Deal and Long Branch you can't even tell when you go from Deal and Long Branch. But let's say the two cities you can see the two separate cities they end, but they're so close to each other that they're almost next. Could, could you could I could I say that my two thousand one goes around the perimeter of both cities, or does each city have its own two thousand amot to walk? Answer: If they're within seventy amot of each other, it's called one city, and you do two thousand amot around the whole perimeter of both cities. If it's more than 70 or more than a half away, then it's each one's no city. And if you live in this city, or two of them are from this city, not that city. Got it? Now, what if in the middle of the 70, let's say it's 140 amot, and in the middle there's a hut or a tent. That tent could put them all together and make it less than 70 bar, and, and, and it's like a pregnancy. We call that a, a pregnancy. House, a house, a little, little house, or a house for sure. But even a tent could put it together. But this house... Which is four by four, less than four by four, does not make a pregnancy and it cannot put the two cities together. Okay? If it's okay. Good. So we'll, we'll get the details later. We're just going to, I just want you to understand the yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. If brothers are splitting an inheritance, they don't have to split this house. We'll see what that means later. Okay? So let's assume that this Mishnah, which made less than four by four, not counted for all those things, probably that was written by Rebbe, who says that a sukkah has to be 4x4. Because you see that Rebbe's hooked up on this 4x4 thing, where he holds that less than 4x4 is NG, and therefore probably this other Mishnah, which doesn't have a rabbi written on it, probably it was Rebbe. Because we see by sukkah that he's being, he's on the 4x4 program. Joey, you got that or no? Okay. Why can't it be Rachel uh, Kamim, though? It's still be done. Oh, the Mordechai saying no. Thank you very much. Afil Teme Hachamim. Ad Kano Kamim Rabbanan Hatam. The rabbis only said it has to. It could be less by Sukkah. El Inyan Sukkah Didirat Alayu. Since Sukkah a Sukkah is supposed to be a temporary thing, that's why the rabbis let less than four by four by Sukkah. But by the other things, Aval Agave by 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 houses. Did that keva? It's supposed to be a permanent house. Even the Rabbanan agree. If it's four by four, people will live in it. In other words, you have no right to say that the Rabbanan wouldn't agree with this. Because maybe the Rabbanan allow a smaller one by sukkah is because sukkah is supposed to be temporary by definition. But a house which is supposed to have permanence, maybe the rabbis agree that, that less than four by four is not permanent. And therefore, you have no right to... to to limit the Mishnah to be only Rebbe, it could just as well be the Rabbanan. Right. Good. Does that mean that the, the Giza Lachot also apply to a Sukkah? <coughs> well, no, no. Because you need a house. Right. No, I'm saying like this with the Eruvim, with the Eruvim. Okay, so, so the, the details on that. We, we have to get, get involved. Each one's different. Okay? So this is not just blanket. No, no. That. No. Sure. Okay. Amar Mor. Now, once we mention this Mishnah with all these different rules, we're going to go through one by one each one. Okay? That's what the is going to do now. Oh, you mentioned before that you don't get, you don't need a mezuzah, you don't need a fence, and it doesn't get tamer, and it doesn't get sold irrevocably in a in a walled city, mm-hmm. and you don't go back from the battle. My tama, what's the reason why it doesn't do all these things if it's a hut? Says the Gemara, the Torah uses the word bayit for each one. So since the Torah used the word house, this is called a house. 4x4 four four is called a house, and less than 4x4 four four is not a house. Good. 
says the Gemara, ve'en ma'arvim bo, ve'en mishtatfim bo. We don't make you contribute to the eruv or the shituf. Ve'en manichim bo eruv, and you can't put the eruv in it. Ma'itama, what's wrong? Tilochazi ladira. Answer is, it's not fit for living. When the rabbis made the gizerah of the thing, of the eruv, they expect, it's about somebody who, who's, anyone who's living here, we're afraid you'll carry. But if you have a place where no one's able to live, able to live the rabbis didn't make a gizerah, and therefore you don't have to contribute. And you can't put the eruv there because that's not a place to live. You can't put the, the food there. Yeah. Oh, says the Gemara. How could it's we about the leaving? If you remember, there's two things: there's the eruv on a chaser, and there's a shituf of a babui, the bigger area. Mm-hmm. It says in the Mishnah, it's the bright that said that you can't leave the bread in the house of the in the small house by eruv. But by the shituf, it doesn't say that you can't leave it in the small house. Which implies it, that you could. It imp- implies that you can. Why should it be different? I want to know now. Why should it be that you're allowed to put the bread, you're not allowed to put the bread in the chatzer, but in the, if, 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 in the shituf of the mabui, you are allowed to put it. Because the law is, when you put together this mabui, you're allowed to leave the bread not just in a house. You're allowed to leave it in one of the chatzers. So if, I, if I'm allowed to leave the bread of a shituf, in a chaser itself, leave it in a I could leave it in a hut also because it's not any worse than a than a chaser. It's not any worse than an open area. Did you get me? Mm-hmm. How do we know that you love it? The Tanan we learned in the Mishnah. Eruve chaser. When you make eruve chaser, ba chaser, you have to put it. You, you, it's in the chaser. You put it in the chaser. Shituf mavu ba mavui. Then that's wrong. Mar says, what's that? Eruve chaser ba chaser. You can't put the eruve chaser in the chaser. For Tanan, hanotein eruve betchar achsadu mepesed eno eruve. If you put it in a in a in a balcony or a gateway, it's not good. So if you can't put a balcony or a gateway, you can't just put it, leave it in the chater. said, Ella aim, I'd rather change it. This is, the, this is the new version that we want. has to be in a house of the chater. in the has to be in the chater of the mavui. So if you could put a shituf in the chater, so you could also put it in the 4x4 four four hearts. The high in this 4x4, four four four, lo gana mechatzer mavui, it's not worse than that. Good. The other case we said, ve'en osin oto ibur ben shne'arot, you can't make it a pregnancy in between two cities, which meant that the two cities have to be chayim, in order to count 2,000 more to walk. You, 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 we want to do. We'd rather do both cities together because you get much more area. You can only do that if they're within seven miles of each other. If you have this house, it doesn't connect the two cities. That's what he said, right? Ask him why. We must ask him a little question because the rule is that if you have a hut of a watcher, those days used to have crop watchers to make sure that no one steals their crop. You have avocados that cost a dollar a piece, and the guy's got a field of 10,000 avocado trees. So you're basically watching uh, $500,000 worth of fruit. So you hire a guy for $20 an hour with a shotgun, and he watches your avocados to make sure that you, uh, you don't get robbed. You, you don't get robbed, right? Now, they, these, these fruit watchers always have their little huts, right? So now, the halakha is that if you have a fruit watcher's hut in between two cities, Albert, it does connect the cities. 
So we're asking a question now. How, the unspoken question is, why would a fruit watcher's hut be good, and this house that's that's three by four, no good? good right. You hear the question, Joe? Answer the Gemara. Why not? My Tama, what's the reason? Burgenin chazi limeltayu. A burgenin, a fruit watcher's hut, chazi limeltayu. It's fit for what it's good for. It's made to for the help of this guy, and it's good for that. Hi, this lo chazi It's not good for what it's made for. If it's made for a house and it's not big enough, it's ng. If you made it as a burgenin, it would be good. But you made it like a. How are you? What, what does that mean? You made it as a house. In other words, ah, uh, that's a good question. Could just say it's a fruit watcher's hut. What's that? Like I could build it and it's a fruit watcher's hut. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, what, I, I, what I, I don't know. I don't know what classifies one as the other. That's a good question. That is a good question. Hold on. Okay, so some explain that the bourguignon is less than 4x4. Four four. Right. And yet, It's it's still good because it, it was created as a burgundian. So I, I don't know how it's going to work. Like Chaim's got a good point. You have a house that's four by less than four by four. Just decide that it's a <laughs> decide that it's a burgundian and call it a day. I don't know. I hear the question. I have to look into it. If you text me today, I'll try to look into it. Okay. Yeah. I like the question. But it's not, probably. Why not, Ivan? Because it's not a burgundian. It's a shed. So Chaim saying, okay, so I'll hang a burger inside outside. What, what do I need to do? Do I have to put call call Mr. Fruit Watch? Okay, I'll call the Fruit Watch over and say, hey, why don't you hang? Uh, hang? <laughs> no, you say you saying it depends how it's used. Actually stays there, then yes. Okay, so so Chaim, you know, Chaim wants to he want, Chaim wants to walk two thousand more out, out of the other city. So he's gonna say no problem. Call me Mr. Bur- Mr. Fruit Watcher. Come and sit here for come sit here for ten minutes. And uh, what, what what's the criteria he's on? What is the criteria where you become a fruit watcher and it becomes okay? I, I think it's a valid question. I, I don't never thought of that. I never thought of that. I don't know the answer. I don't know. It's a question. Okay. If it, let, 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 we have a little more. The en ha'achim v'hashutin chol kimbo. We said that when there's an inheritance or a partnership of a per- piece of land and you have a house like this, they do not split this. Let's see what that means. Okay. Says the Gemara. Tama, the reason, the Arba'amot. Welcome, Isaac. How are you? Tama, the Arba'amot. The reason is because the let be Arba'amot. It's less than 4 by 4 Ha'id be Arba'amot. But if you have 4 by 4 Chokin, you're going to split it? You mean you'll split a house? Hatanan, didn't we learn it in the Mishnah? And Chokin with a Chatser, Achibor Arba'amot, Azer, Arba'amot, Azer. We have a rule that if you have a Chatser, let's say you have a bro- brothers who, want to, uh, who inherited a courtyard. If the courtyard is 8 by 8 then, or whatever, 8 by 4 then we can split it. As long as I get 4x4, four four, you get 4x4. Four four. But if it's 6x4, where I can only get 3x4, you can only get 3x4, we don't split it. So if we don't split a chatzel like that, we're definitely going to split a house that's less than 4x4. Four four. Of course not. Ela'im, I'd rather, that's not what the Mishnah says. Revamp the Mishnah. En bodin chaluka bechatzel. It doesn't mean that we don't split it. It means that you don't get a right to the chatzel. Now let me explain what this means. Let's say, you talk about our house here. Let's say this is the chatzel. It's became a chatzel now, okay? And there's three houses next to the chater, right? The rule is, let's say there's three brothers or, or there's three brothers split, splitting this thing. Each brother gets one of the houses. 
Now, next to the house, next besides the three houses, there's also a a hut, a hut that's three by four. Okay, and that went to brother number four, who also got some other stuff. Right now, each one of the brothers said, "Okay, when we." Wait, I got my house, and by the way, there's also area in front of the house that we have to give you to watch. Because when you when you need a parking spot in front of your house, so everyone gets a little parking spot in front of your house. So there's, we, the, the chaser is jointly owned, and besides the parking spot, which is privately owned by each brother. You with us? Now in comes the brother with the hut, brother number four, who has property somewhere else, and only owns the hut. And he comes and says, hey guys, where's my parking spot? They see your parking spot, what do you have? So we all get parking spots. You don't get one. Why not? I have, well, I also, what do you mean? I also have my hut. I need a parking spot in front of my hut. Get, designate some of the area of the chater as my parking spot. The hut doesn't get it. And he says, no. Since your hut is less than four by four, you don't get a right for designated area in the, in the mavoy. Uh-huh. You got it? That's what you decide. Ela ema en bodin chalukah This Does the... When dividing it up, it goes by, by property size or just... Uh, Value. Oh, okay. Right, right. Does it contribute to let's say his his house has the hut? Does that add to his house or no? It doesn't. It, it, listen, you, you're, the the hut he gets, but you're not getting a parking spot in the chater because of the hut. Right, so it doesn't get. In other words, the, the the middle chater is everyone's ground. We're sharing that, right? That's shared by all people. But designated spots to give you as privately owned, you only get if you're four by four, not if you're uh, three by four. Rav Huna holds that we split the whole ser, the whole chatzer according to how many doors open to it, according to how many houses there are. And Rav Chista says, We give each one his parking spot, and the rest is joint. But either way, they're agreeing that we're splitting it according to how many houses there are. Right? That's only if it's a house where someone's going to live there. High, but this three by four, the Mistakai, which is just a, a hideout, it's just a, a clubhouse. We don't give you any chaser because of that. You ready, guys? Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen Amen. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Okay. I think it was clear. That's very good.